0: On this week's episode, I'm joined with Trevor Wade, where we talk about our beagle programs and several of those major events coming up this spring. We also highlight our Hall of Fame beagle hounds. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for Coonhounds, Beagles, Retrievers, Pointers, Curfeist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. How are you doing today, Trevor? Hey, I'm doing good. good? How about you? Good, good. Gonna switch up the things, switch things up a little bit today, and talk about beagles again. If you don't care,
1: yeah, absolutely. Looks like we got some good stuff to talk about. Yeah, today. I made
0: some notes. I want to talk about some upcoming events, some of the spring uh, majors this, that we have coming up, and, uh, and and some other things. But first, before we do that, uh, we have kind of a new exciting thing it has to do with uh, con- confirming events for clubs, and that's across the board, be it Kunons, beagles, Kerfeist, and everything. So. Can we talk about that a little bit? And I think this would be a good time to kind of get that out there. And it's, it's a it's a, a fillable uh, form that we have for uh, clubs confirming events. You've seen them. We just uh, posted it on the website this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh, as time progresses, we see a trend towards things becoming more online-based and uh, taking out some of the inefficiencies of mailing that we're seeing. And it's kind of been a struggle the past couple of years, you know, in different ways. Uh, definitely, we know about the registration struggles that they had, uh, but also in the hunting office department, getting event reports in, in a timely manner, getting event re- uh, events confirmed in a timely manner. Those were things that we were dealing with, too, and I we're working towards a, a solution towards that. And I think uh, this new confirmation form that we have online that you can find on uh, ukcdogs.com under any of our uh, program uh, forms and rules. So under coonhounds, beagles, Vice, whatever kind of events that you're confirming for your club, you find that fillable PDF right there. And I think it's going to be a, a major help to all our programs.
0: Yeah. And like you mentioned, it's under forms and rules. We're going to find it. I think they have it right at the top, but if it's a good, clean form and you can, for somebody that's a little bit, at least a little bit computer savvy, they'll find it very easy to to fill out, you know, and really uh, you fill that thing out, save it to your computer, and and forward it to UKC to a hunting ops email instead of mailing all those things. Should be uh, a lot more customer friendly for the clubs as well if their corresponding officer uh, has a PC. Anyways, it does not work well probably with a phone. I doubt right. it, but with a PC, it certainly does. Yeah,
1: and I think over the past couple of years, we've we've tried to make that a priority. That at least somebody affiliated with the club, and most of oftentimes there is, at least one person who ha- who is efficient and familiar with the emailing process, being able to to get on their computer, to download a form, especially one like this. That's a PDF that you can fill in as you go and save it and email back and forth. And I think that probably right now some of our stronger clubs are, are trending that way to where they're emailing event reports in the Monday after the event. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about a stamp. You can get it done in a timely manner. And now confirming events is just another step in that direction to making
0: everything more efficient and easy. And very easy. It is very easy. It really is. For somebody, okay, for somebody who's not that efficient with uh, or that handy with a computer, maybe not so much, but uh, for those that are, it is very simple. And not just that, you can fill it out and you can save it. You always have it. You know exactly what you sent to UKC. And the other thing is, for those clubs, most of their, generally most of their events have the same deadlines and same entry fees and things like that. Uh, A lot of times on these, uh, on these forms, all you might need to fill out is or change or update is the date of the event. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we encourage clubs to, uh, to check it out, you know, and like you mentioned, the majority of clubs anymore these days, they don't mail them in anyways. Right. And they, and they, they, they call it in. And that's, that's across the board, not just uh, event confirmations, but
1: like I said, more event reports are coming that way. And now, uh, entering our major events that we administer is is definitely heading that way. We just had a, a case of that. We have the the winter classic coming up in the next couple of weeks. I think we have, you know, close to uh, 600 hunt entries and another 60 show entries. And out of all those, 14 of them were mailed in.
0: Yeah. So the last event, the last confirmation forms that got sent out across the board are for June events, upcoming June events. July hasn't been sent yet. So we aren't actually going to send July, but instead we are going to Now send each one of the clubs a list of their remaining dates from July through December. Any clubs that have dates from that time span, we're going to send them those dates along with this form and try to uh, gear them towards uh, confirming their events in that manner. So, and I think it's going to work uh, well for both parties. There's no question. Instead of calling in and you have it documented, you know what it is. We'll save all that and I think it's going to work well. Yeah, I
1: think it may take a little bit of getting used to for some of the clubs that aren't used to it yet, but... I think the main thing is that we're taking a step in the right direction. You have questions, you can always reach out to us in the hunting ops department, and we're just working to a better solution
0: to, to an ongoing problem. So. Yep, and those forms, those completed forms will be emailed to the ops at ukcdogs.com email, and that address is listed on the bottom of the form where to send it to. So uh, check it out. Uh, a nice, clean, easy form. I love it. Hopefully clubs will uh, start using those. So yeah, with that said, let's uh, let's dig into talk about some Beagle stuff. First uh, on the agenda, let's talk about some of our uh, upcoming major events this spring for uh, for our Beagle programs. And we have some exciting ones. Always an exciting time of the year. The first uh, big event kicks off in February, and that's the Eliminator. Yeah. So yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, so you guys, really, did you want to mention at all about the Gun Dog National? By the time you listen to this, Beagle Gundog Nationals will already be passed. Uh, right is that February 3rd and 4th in Pontotoc, Mississippi, where it was last year. Uh, obviously, by the time we listen to it, it's going to be over with, but you plan on taking the podcast equipment down and maybe getting some interviews while you're down there? Yeah, and
0: hopefully we'll have uh, we'll have some of that to drop from uh, some uh, Beagle Gun Dog stuff from that event. So hopefully you'll hear that in the next week or two uh, right here on one of the podcasts yeah. for sure. So. Yeah. so,
1: yeah, then getting into the Eliminator uh, end of February, that's kind of when everything kind of – Kicks off and gets busy around here, but uh, the eliminator. So this is a uh, this is an event that's held two two on both uh, sides of the country, I guess. On it, that last it is of it February. is. You
0: know, we used to have one eliminator that was held in Southern Indiana for years and years, and uh, uh, eventually that club kind of folded down there that that used to hold it, and uh, we uh, decided, you know, uh, we're going to split this thing up and have an eliminator East and an eliminator West. So the West is held in in uh, uh, Missouri. Uh, this year, it's going to have a new home coming up. It's going to be in Ava, Missouri, and hosted by the Douglas County Beagle Club. Uh, and then the East is going to be held at uh, West Milford, West Virginia, and hosted by the South Harrison Beagle Club. So um, we have event ads. You can find those on our website for it. Uh, but the, there's a couple things kind of unique about the Eliminator. All categories drew uh, compete together in one in one category. And um, it's, uh, like I said, it's the first major event for the year. It's the first of what we call the big five in UKC, annual big five. Uh, it kicks it off with this Eliminator being the first one for that. So yeah. uh, generally, uh, we have some pretty good turnouts. And especially on the eastern side, it seems to draw uh, draw quite well. But uh, the one thing it does, those cast winners, if the, you win a, a dog wins its cast with a score of plus points, it also qualifies it for the world championship. Nice.
1: Yep. Yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about the format of the event at all?
0: Yeah. Like I mentioned, they all draw out together. They hunt for, uh, for 90 minutes in round one, and we have a 1A and a 1B. So that means uh, that I can take two dogs and I can hunt one in round 1A, and then uh, come back and hunt my second dog in B. So the, the deadlines for those, we have the ads and everything on our website. Check those out, but the the uh, round 1A deadline is gonna be 6.30 in the morning, and round 1B is 11 o'clock a.m. So you don't, uh, this is just enter on the grounds. Entry fees are 30 bucks, and we also have a bench show uh, that is held on uh, uh, at 11 o'clock on, uh, on Friday, or on Saturday. And that entry fee is 15 bucks. Yeah. But the other cool thing about the Eliminator, we started it last year, it was a big hit. We have a junior uh, hunt there for just junior dogs only that are not yet two years old. That happens on Friday only. And it's for dogs, any dog that has a birth date of May 1st, uh, 2021, or after is eligible to hunt in that junior hunt. It's kind of a warm-up hunt for a junior national championship later on in the in the month of uh April when that happens. But uh, for guys that don't have uh, their dogs UKC registered, uh, you can take them there and uh, bring proof of registration. If you have them registered with another uh, registry like AKC, we we acknowledge their registry, bring proof of that, and you can get them registered and jump right in and compete on that same day. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a fun event, February 18th and 19th this year. Yeah. Then just about a month later on March 17th through
1: 19th down in uh – La Fontaine, Indiana, you have the uh, hunting uh, National Hunting Beagle Association days, right?
0: Yeah, NHBA days, and that's our Chartered Breed Association, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, that's always a fun one. That's March, so that's number two for, uh, you know, the big five that we talk about, and they change things up a little bit this year. They move around generally from year to year. They move around this year. They're in La Fontaine, which is uh, right in between Fort Wayne and Indianapolis right off Interstate 69 Northern merely Indiana. minutes just yeah. a few minutes off the off the uh uh, uh highway there it's at the, this year it's going to be held at the La Fontaine learning Community building which is a new location for the host club the magenica Conservation Club is hosting it and that's at 207 North Wabash Avenue in La Fontaine Indiana there um the NHBA is man they're they're not, Outstanding organization. They really are. They have they have their things together, and uh, just a just a very solid organization. Uh, it's ran by current president is Alan Newby. Their vice president is Kevin Weaver. Secretary is Joshua, and then Shelley Davis is their uh, treasurer. Uh, but as far as the hunt part of it, like NHBA, most of the hunt uh, part is Joshua kind of uh, spearheads all of that and does an excellent job with that. So uh the the uh events that the the one thing that's different is they used to have uh, runoffs on Friday some non-licensed events uh but this year uh one of the changes is they have Friday licensed events two hunts and a show on Friday and then two hunts on Saturday that are licensed so um uh if, if we can just take a minute here uh their hunts are all hunt number 1 is 6:30 a.m. and that's going to be just a uh, hunt 1a and then hunt uh, 2 a is going to be 11 30 deadline um and then they have a show at 6 p.m on friday so those are licensed events saturday same deadlines again 6 30 and 11 but on saturday they have their awards show and they have the meeting and an awards they're going to do that in between uh the two hunts on saturday so even though their hunt number two entry deadline is 11 30 Their show or their awards will probably start close to noon. And then once they have all that out of the way, then they'll send the, the, the hunt number two out to hunt. Yeah. Um, So,
1: so you say 1A and 2A. So that tells me there's a double header each day. It is. Uh, So is there a cap or limit on how many times I can hunt my dog in an event like this?
0: It is, you know, that's one thing that's different that they have different for, and it has to do with how they name their overall champion. So any dog can enter. So that's four licensed hunt, uh, Friday in the morning hunt and, and hunt one and two, and then Saturday hunt one and two. So four total hunts. So a dog may enter in any two of those four hunts, and it doesn't matter which two, the owner decides which two, but only two. Okay. Not, can't, a, the same dog can't compete in all four, but they can pick any one or two of them, uh, of those four hunts that they can compete in or hunt in. And, and then, and then uh, like I said, they have their, uh, on Friday, they have the show at 6 p.m., then Saturday, they award stuff in the middle of those hunts. But then the other thing that is different is uh, how they determine their winner. They are going to have a championship on Sunday. And that championship is going to be determined. It's going to be 16 dogs. Now, they will split them up in three different categories on Friday and Saturday's hunt. So they're going to have registered Champions and Grands hunting uh, separately from each other in three categories. But when it comes to the top 16 that they're going to consider for Sunday's championship, it's going to be double cast winners first, but they are going to combine all three of those categories. Okay. So in the championship, you will have the registered champs and Grands hunting together, but only in the championships, starting with double cast winners scores first, uh, and then followed by single high scores to fill up whatever else they need. So one of the one of the things I'm pretty sure is going to uh, probably come up, and I just uh, uh, spoke with Josh Ware today just to make to, to make sure. So uh, a dog that has in this event they can actually win their cast with a score of uh, less than a total score of plus points, and that's true for all of the big five. Uh, but in this case, uh, when it comes to uh, eligibility for that championship, a dog that has a score, a cast win score of zero or less, he is still going to be considered a cast winner. So just to make it maybe take it a step further to make it very clear is let's say I have a score of, of uh, 500 one day on Friday in one of the hunts. And in my second hunt, I have a score of, let's say, just exactly zero. But I was the cast winner for that cast. I'm going to be considered a double cast winner with a total score of 500 plus. And I will, I will, that second cast uh, with zero is going to uh, still be considered before a single cast winning dog.
1: Right. That makes sense. That does make sense. Yep.
0: And then, you know, 16 dogs on Sunday morning will be down to uh, four casts and then obviously a four dog final cast for the second round on Sunday. That's how they're going to determine their winners.
1: Yeah, I know they have a really good prize package here and stuff. It looks like they also have a bunch of raffles and, and drawings and such they here. Do.
0: They do. That's such a fun event, man. If you've never been to NHBA days, you definitely need to go. Yeah. That is a fun event. A lot of raffles, drawings, and, and uh, you know, for, for those that uh, don't normally hunt UKC, you know, the one thing I would tell them, you know, uh, if you uh, want to get your dog single registered, that's fine. Just dog has to be 15 inches or less. Yeah. And well, they're very strict with that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so, so I know that uh, obviously confirm a lot of big entry, uh, events here, even just being familiar with the Coonown stuff, but uh, the NHBA sectionals are a big deal throughout the calendar year and clubs that host on their always large entry events. And is there some sort of, uh, uh, obviously there's a points race that, that finalizes here. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, they have their sectional series. They have two different types, just a regular sectional, and there's X amount of points that they offer for that. Then they also have the super sectionals that I think are oftentimes double points. So they, they decide who gets those. But, yeah, at the end of the year, they, have, they uh, recognize eight dogs, sectional winners, have a really nice prize package for them. And I, uh, they, they posted those on their on their Facebook page here uh, at the end of the year. And I have a list of them, and just uh, maybe if we – I think we have time here just go down through real quick. Uh, their top dog this year is Heat'em Up Riptide. That's owned by Josh Ware and Braden Neely. Uh, he was the number one uh, points getter and is the winner there. Uh, Heat-Em-Up Superstar, also owned by Josh Ware, Cody Rucker and Braden Kidd was number two. Number three was uh, Shenango White River Bill, Steve Moore, and uh, Jason Vandergrift. Number four is Rock Bottom Big Mac. Uh, That's Alan and Alana Newby owned that dog. Uh, Number five this last year was Deep River Wild Outlaw Ember. Kristen Bundy from North Carolina owns that dog. Uh, Swamp Masters Trump is Don and Eric Gant from here in Michigan. They got in. I know uh, the point. Their point series is is that's a tough series. Sure. And these are these are some these dogs did a lot of winning this last year. And I know uh, Eric uh, wasn't uh, didn't have the top eight nailed down. He drove all the way from Michigan to Iowa there to the Iowa State Championship. I think it was in November yeah uh, and and he ended up getting a cast win or two to 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 make this top list but that's how competitive it is uh and number 7 Butler's Lone Ranger that's Nate and Brock Butler from over here in Homer Michigan and then the uh, uh last year's world champion uh uh Teak ended up winning. Josh Ware and Mitch Gould are the owners of that dog. Got it snuck in the top eight, so uh, they will be getting all their awards there at NHBA Days. And they also have the show series, and the overall winner in the show was Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Popcorn, uh, Jeff Stacy from North Carolina. <laughs> and then the runner-up is a dog that's very uh, has done a lot of winning in uh, in the in our beagle shows, and that is uh, the World Show Champion, National Grand Champion. Hunting beagle champion, grand champion, Burke's little bit of mayhem, Angie Vandergriff, and Audie Burke. One of the differences you see in some of our beagles, they are required to hunt. Uh, either either hunt in the trial on the day of the show or have some cast wins in it before they're eligible. So you see just like this world champion here, he is also a hunting beagle champion yeah. in the field. So Congratulations to all of those uh, in the top eight and also there for the show. So yeah, that's a that's a that happens in March for NHBA days, and it's one that I always love because I can, I'm not really involved. I don't have to do any. I sit back a little bit and just kind of uh, represent, support the association, and sometimes they even get to hunt a dog. So it's always a fun one for me. And on top of that, it's just what two hours down the road yeah, this not year. Far I from like you. it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. You should come do it this year. Yeah, there we Check go. Check it out. Yeah. yeah,
1: see see what's going on that yeah. weekend. Yeah. So the next one's the Clash, Clash of Champions. I know uh, a lot of the Beaglers are talking about this. Uh, I'm not sure how many uh, qualified dogs you're up to now, but uh, that'll be the next major event on the schedule, right? As a part, uh, it's run in conjunction with the, uh, with the Nationals. Beagle hunting beagle nationals right it,
0: it is and much like you're very familiar with our tournament of champions with coon Owls, this is kind of mirrored after that the 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 pot isn't as big it pays out thirty five thousand dollars for a total purse yeah. ten thousand to the winner so it's a big deal for uh beaglers last year was the first clash of champions we had um and we had i think right around 120 dogs qualified uh this year that number has jumped up to 170 nice. so i love it yeah, yeah. it's uh and and I think we'll probably see several more. I know there's several more that haven't been on the latest list that I know are still coming. You know, and uh, uh, so that I I'm I'll be surprised we don't have another five or so dogs to on that list. But uh, that is going to be much like you're used to with the tournament of champions. Matter of fact, the regions are set up same exact places and same weekend as last year. So that's going to happen on Saturday, April 1st, and any of them that bleed over into Sunday, it'll be the second, obviously, but the same locations. Other than the one in Indiana, there's going to be four different locations. Just like last year, they can pick the one they want to go to, and they, they'll have to enter in advance and decide then, you know, and then that's the one they need to go to. So again, uh, there's one in uh, uh, hosted by the Magenica Conservation Club in Indiana, uh, but their location is going to change to that LaFontaine uh, location, same place as the NHBA days okay. this year. Uh, another location option is in, Waynes- or in Jefferson, Pennsylvania, uh, hosted by the Waynesburg Beagle Club. Uh, another option is the Creston Beagle Club. Uh, their event will be held again in Mountain City, uh, Tennessee at the Doe Valley Club there. And then uh, out west is going to be Ava, Missouri will host that one, Douglas County Beaglers. And uh, so they have uh, four different location uh, uh, choices there. And if I have a dog that's qualified, has five cast wins in 2022, that means I'm qualified for it. I can pick any one of those locations. Right. So, um,
1: yeah. And those regions are going to be April 1st and 2nd. And then uh, for the dogs that are advancing, uh, they move on to to the finals. And that's... Going to be at NHBA days? No, or, that, sorry, at, at, at uh, the Huntington Beagle, Beagle Nationals. Nationals, right? Okay,
0: just you. like it was last year, and we take the top thirty-two advance to the finals of the Clash, and again, that's based on uh, uh, it's prorated, you know. And and last year, the biggest region was uh, Jefferson, Pennsylvania. They had a good turnout there. Uh, but it's it's all uh, uh, prorated, so it uh, doesn't really matter where you go. It's not gonna, you're not really going to have an advantage, you know. So the more dogs you have, the more they're going to more of those thirty two they're going to pass on. And the other thing is, again, this year those top eight in the uh, uh, NHBA days they get a first round buy in the regions, so that's still going to be true as well. The other thing that's kind of neat: the entry fee is fifty bucks for this, but if you are a member of the NHBA association. That gets cut in half and your membership's only 20 or your fees only 25 bucks. There's a little incentive to join the association. But you needed to be a member of the association in 20 in the qualifying year. So that would have been in 2022. Yeah. So if you were a member, it's going to cost you twenty bucks, and if not, uh, it's going to be fifty or twenty-five bucks. And if not, it'll cost you the regular fee of probably 50 a good bucks. reason to to join yeah.
1: to join for
0: twenty twenty-three too. Yeah. So all this stuff, all this information, will be on our website, and anybody that is qualified will be getting a letter around the first of February, uh, when those guys will get uh, be getting their letter. Um, the total purse, as I mentioned, is is thirty-five thousand uh, dollars. First place gets ten thousand. Second place is going to take $5,000 of that purse, and third gets $2,500, and fourth gets $1,500. So uh, that's a pretty good chunk out of that. But fifth through eighth, and there will be four of them, fifth through eighth, will get each will get $1,000. And the uh, ninth through 32nd, those are all the first-round non-winners at the finals. They will each get a, a $500. Jeez,
1: yeah. It's still pretty good. Make it through the finals yeah. on your $50 entry fee. If you weren't a member of the association, you got a pretty yeah. good bang for your buck yeah. there.
0: Yeah, so fifty more dogs uh, qualified for it this year, so that's a good thing to see. And and uh, and again, you know, starting now we're in twenty twenty three, and uh, we uh, 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 qualifying dogs for next year. That's so right. Five, five cast it. wins. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if we have time here, there's uh, it's amazing. Some of these cast winners. We have a list of the males are separated by the females, but I have a, a quickly a list of double digit cast winners in twenty twenty two is uh, the number one male. So far, as of the last standings, 21 cast wins. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know that we've uh, seen this type of number back in the old days. Not even close, probably. They didn't have, maybe didn't have the uh, number of events, you know, and the, the format is set up different, you know. But uh, so, uh, Top Dog with 21 cast wins is that Heat Em Up Riptide. Uh, number two with 20 is uh, Rock Bottoms Big Mac. Uh, Shenango White River Bill has 19. Return of Clyde is a dog out of New York, has 18. Two dogs with 17. Brook Hollow Cade, he's out of Missouri. Swamp Masters Trump, that's uh, Donnie and Eric Gantt we mentioned. Two dogs with 16 cast wins. One out of Iowa here, uh, Jason Unsiger with his Rocky Run Copper Top. And then um, Nate Butler with uh, Lone Ranger. And then there's one out of Indiana, uh, Opie uh, Blue Past You. That's a youth handler that handles that dog. 14 cast wins for him, and then two dogs with 10 cast wins. Sure shot Ruger out of Missouri, and then uh, Dale Sailing with Sailing's Abe. Uh, Dale is kind of new to the sport. He's an older guy, but he's kind of new to UKC, but he kind of came along here in the last year or two. I got to know him. He has a... Super nice dog. But, yeah, yeah. congratulations on them. But a double cast winners are all qualified. That And there's obviously a lot more, but those are the dogs with double-digit cast wins last year. And that was males. Females is uh Outlaw Ember. Kristen Bundy from North Carolina, 19 cast wins with that Ember dog. Uh, Heat-Em-Up Superstar uh, out of West Virginia, 18 wins. Two dogs with a dozen wins, Copper Top Lightning Legs. That's April Beam from uh, Pennsylvania. And then there's here's Heatem Up CL Tika, the world champion. She also had 12 cast wins last year. Uh, Riley Whiting is a dog out of New York, had 11, and then two dogs with 10: uh, Briar Patch Tina and D'Agostine's Cold Winter Breeze. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, good I'm year for Yeah, good, very good year. Yep, very good year. And then that leaves us with one more event that's uh, that covers our March kind of going into April, and now we're at the Hunting Beagle Nationals. Hunting Beagle Nationals,
1: April 20th through 23rd at the Muskegon County Fairgrounds in Zanesville, Ohio. I think that's where it was last year, right?
0: Yep, same Everything place last there. year was the first
1: yeah. year we were there, yep. Yeah, so I know there's some new things on tap for this year's Hunting Beagle Nationals. So maybe hit some of the new things that are going on. First thing is a date change. I noticed right away.
0: That's the big thing. It it moved one week one week later than it has been for years. And We're going to keep it there at one week. So that means this year it's going to fall on April twentieth through the twenty third. So that's uh, Friday or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. You know we have some different events. Uh, the The clash of champions on Thursday, just like last year. That's going to happen there. And then the uh, the hunting beagle national starts on Friday morning. And much like we have, uh, just like we had last year, the only difference with between this and NHBA, day, a couple different things, I guess, this is advanced entries. And uh, entries are going to open on March 1st for this. And you don't actually enter a dog in advance, you just reserve an entry. And then you decide what you're going to hunt on that day yeah. uh, when, you, when you get there. And you can hunt like NHBA, there's four hunts two on Friday, two on Saturday, you decide which one of those hunts you're going to hunt your dog.
1: Yeah. And I think it's going to be actually a little bit easier this year for people that are entering because I know last year, I think you had them writing out entry slips and doing yeah. things in spreadsheets. Yeah. And I, I heard that it was a little tedious for for uh, entry takers and, and for the people entering the yeah. event. But this year we've kind of uh, been working on a system, doing everything computerized through through our uh, network here at UKC. We did it at uh, our Autumn Oaks event, Coonown event and uh, in the fall, I just I just used it at a Grand American Countdown event in January. And I think we got a pretty good uh, pretty good setup and, and ready for this event now, right?
0: Yeah, so people aren't going to have to fill out anything. They just come up and give us uh, their uh, UKC number, and uh, we can quickly uh, put them right in the system. and will print their labels for them. Yeah. They do that each day then. Now, the only difference is before they might have sat down and filled out everything for their weekend and this, they're just going to have to come up and do it on each one of those hunts, but they don't have to do any of the writing. We can do it pretty quickly and pretty easily. Yeah. The other thing that I want to point out that is different. Last year was a first year. So there's some things that we had to try to know for sure how they would work. But I think one thing we have ch- made changes to last year, if an owner bought an entry, he had the dog he entered had to be in his name. So that is not going to be the case this year. If you, Trevor, if you buy an entry, you can hunt any dog you want to hunt. It does not have to have your name on it. And matter of fact, now there's not going to be any refunds for it. uh, And there's going to be up to 120 entries or reservations available for each one of the four hunts. So you you can get as many reservations as you want, but you're also responsible for those, you know, and there's not a refund for them. But let's say you get, uh, you have an entry that you just can't use. Uh, You can give it to me or to anybody else, you know, but it just need to have, if you give it to me, I need to provide some type of proof that you are giving this to me, uh, to the entry takers that they are, that they are, uh, uh, that there's no question that, uh, that you gave me that uh, reservation to use. Whether it's a written note or signed off or something, or maybe you're at the event and and you bring me up and say, Hey, Alan's taking my this reservation for me. It'll be pretty simple. It's just more customer friendly, you know. So Sure. Absolutely. Uh, and there'll be uh I I don't know. We'll see last year they didn't all fill up to the hundred and twenty. Uh, but I would expect uh I, I kinda expect probably uh um uh, they they very well may this year. Yeah. Now, we are going to cut those off at some point, uh, probably a day or so before the event, and we'll have more information leading up to it. Uh, but it, after the, the entries are cut off or the, they're, they're shut down or whatever, there, if, uh, if we do take any walk-ups, there's any available, uh, the entry fee is going to go up to 60. So it will be a, a, a higher fee for a walk-up if it wants those closed and there's still anything available. Yeah, we're also going to have the Junior National Championship again at the uh, Hunting Beagle Nationals, just like last year. That was a big hit last year, and uh, uh, dogs don't need to qualify for it. The only qualification is that it's only open for dogs that are born with a birth date of May 1st of 2021 or later that are eligible for it. And those dogs draw together. They can only—the other difference is— uh, everybody else can uh, pick two of the four hunts available. These guys for to run in the national championship for juniors, they have to run either just on Friday, just Friday morning or Friday evenings hunt, and then either one of those two or both, one or both. Yeah. So I show
1: there's four four license hunt over the over the week course of the weekend. How does that? How does that? How's that break down? I guess is what I'm asking.
0: Well, there's 120 spots available for each one of the four, and if I have a dog, I can pick any one of those four hunts, I, any two of those four hunts that I right. want to enter in.
1: So really similar to NHBA. It
0: is, it yeah. is. Except for the juniors, like I said, they can they only, have they on have Friday. to hunt on Friday only. Right. But yeah, now there's we split them up in three different categories uh, at the nationals: registered champs and grands. Okay. Uh, but now the junior hunt, those dogs, they all draw together regardless of their category. Right. And all first rounds are 90 minutes. Right. Yeah. And you'll have
1: two two hunts on Friday, two on Saturday, and then Correct. the runoffs will be, is at the top Correct. 16 from each category move right. on to
0: Sunday? Yep, okay. it is. Yep, so 16 dogs from each category move on to Sunday's championship. Yeah. So for two rounds there, obviously four casts in each, except for the juniors, there's just one four-dog cast for that. So, yeah, there again, it's based on double cast wins first, followed by single high cast wins. So, yeah, so – um. Yeah, yeah, the big thing there is the date change obviously, but yeah, there's a lot going on at the Hunting Beagle Nationals. We have it's a nice facility there in in Zanesville. Obviously, we have we also have an awards banquet that happens on Thursday evening after the the clash finals. Uh we have the bench show that's going to take place on uh, on on fr- I believe it's on Friday. Um no, Saturday. Bench show is on Saturday. Uh but then we also have a kids bench show uh, we also have uh, jackpots, and the jackpot is anybody that wants to can pay uh, a ten dollar uh, extra that goes onto the side, and then if you were if that dog was a cast winner, uh, we do four drawings for the jackpot. And last year it had a pretty hefty little, uh, yeah, hefty little prize for the for four winners, and worked out pretty well. So, and then obviously the we have uh, we have three national titles that we award there: the bench show winner, the grand division winner, and the the bench. And in the hunt in the grand side, they each get a, uh, a national grand title, and then also the junior winner is a you give them a junior national title for it. Should be a fun weekend. Yeah, it it always is. That's a that's a fun one. It's kind of a long weekend, but it's a it's a fun one. So, ad is updated on the website. People can click onto it and check it out.
1: Alan, we both had Dogtra Pathfinder
0: 2s now for a little while. What do you think about yours? I'm liking mine. One of the things I had the opportunity to now download a map of an area where I did not have service, and I've used it there, and it has worked flawlessly. I love it.
1: Yeah, I love the crystal clear maps. I love that I never lose reception on my dog's collars anymore. Highly recommended by me as well.
0: Dogtra Pathfinder 2, the official GPS collar of UKC.
1: Yeah, so I know you're, you're, uh, we always love talking about individual dogs and their accomplishments and the major accomplishments they've had. And I think this last segment's going to be pretty interesting for folks who, who enjoy talking about history because they got a couple, a couple, a handful of dogs here that have made, made history recently.
0: Yeah, we have the Hall of Fame. That's something new. Uh, I think we started in what, 2020, I guess is when it was. But, um, uh, yeah, we have the same thing for, uh, Beagles. And it, what it amounts to is, uh, uh, 50 total cast wins to earn that Hall of Fame title, you know. So there's uh, what it amounts to is 37 grand wins. Once a dog's a grand champion, it needs 37 grand champion wins will uh, meet that mark for a Hall of Fame. And, you know, when we started it, we wanted it to be something that's not not easily attainable, right. you know. Uh, really, we were kind of hoping for a dog that has won consistently for— Several years, not just a couple winning years and that's it, you know, and it's really kind of as, as we'll see with these dogs that have earned that we have five of them so far uh, and you'll kind of see that, you know, that they have been winning for, uh, for, for uh, up to five, six years and winning consistently. Yeah. So I guess we'll kind of
1: go, I'll uh, introduce a dog
0: and you can tell us a little bit about what you know let's start with them in the the order that they earn them, first ever.
1: First one to ever uh, obtain the Grand Hunting Beagle Champion Hall of Fame title was Grand Champion, Grand Hunting Beagle Champion Hall of Fame, Deep River Firewater Blue Flame. Uh, This was a a female born in 2015, July of 2015, and this dog was owned by Kristen Bundy and Jeff Stacey of Archdale, North Carolina. Uh, The breeder on record was Mark Overcash.
0: Yeah, this is a dog that's, uh, you know, anybody that runs in our beagle format, they know Kristen and uh, she's very heavily involved with the NHBA and just a good hounds woman. She is, she is, uh, she has a lot of wealth and knowledge and she kind of learned under Jeff Stacy and the Stacy's out there in North Carolina and uh, uh, just an excellent hunter and has some good bred dogs and, and has done a lot of winning and Flame was the first one ever so she will forever be the first ever Hall of Fame UKC Beagle with Flame. Uh this dog was sired by Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Wildman and the dam is Firewater Sassy that was one of Mark Overcash's females. Uh but we'll uh, there's there she's not the only one here. This has been a very successful litter, a very uh, prominent litter and uh, we'll talk about another one here in a minute but uh her first cast win, uh, Blue Flames' first cast win, came in March of 2016. Uh, she competed in what we used to have, the All-Star Series, before we changed the format a little bit and did this clash thing. That dog was uh, did a lot of winning there in the All-Star Series in in her uh, eastern region. Um, she has had uh, only had one litter born so far, and that was a litter born in 2020. And... Uh, uh, I forget i I didn't look up how many pups were in that litter but there's one that's a hunting beagle champion already that kristen owns it's a little dog named miss independent that she's hunting uh and uh but yeah she earned her hall of fame title on february 7th of 2021 first dog to uh, to earn it so congratulations to uh kristen and blue flame and i know this dog was so special to her uh the dog unfortunately passed away this last year but uh Little Blue Tick hounded a lot of winning, and you could tell those two were those two were a team. So, uh, uh, a nice little dog, and uh, uh, congratulations to Kristen on that.
1: Yeah, the second dog to ever obtain the title would have been uh, performance champion, uh, world hunting beagle champion, grand champion, grand hunting beagle champion, hall of fame TNT's three MC Chief. This was a uh, November twenty fourteen male. Uh, owned by Trevor and Corey McQuain, and Trevor McQuain is a breeder of record.
0: Yeah, so you see that birth date of 2014, so that makes the dog about an uh, 8 year, eight years old, I guess, at the time here. But there again, you know, the dog just earned it this last year, and this dog has been winning since he was uh, his first win came in February of 2016, you know. So uh, uh, there, there's just a, a good example of what we talked about, you know, a dog that has been winning a lot. Uh, one of his biggest wins was the World Hunt in uh, 2018, won the world hunt in Fairmont West Virginia. Uh this was a year after uh uh Trevor's dog Kane won also won the world hunt back to back. So uh just a family of dogs that uh, these guys are breeding over there. But this dog is sired by uh TNT's Cooperstown. Uh that dog was uh one of the first dogs at the McQuain's had that and the dam actually the 3MC Chloe. Uh but the Cooperstown uh, uh, most uh, beaglers will recognize the name Green Bay Butkus. That's what Cooperstown is off of. And the female 3MC Chloe, uh, they they uh, raised a couple litters of pups off of her. She had a total of 16 pups, and they they were busy uh, breeding her and raising pups, and they just never trialed her. But they said she was a heck of a rabbit dog as well. But out of her 16 pups, eight of them are titled. So pretty half of them. That's is pretty it? good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty good. So, uh, yeah, uh, Chief um mentioned the he's the world champion in 2018 he's also a performance pack champion so uh just a nice dog and he is uh he's he's been around for a good while and and needs uh uh people that have hunted with him and everything he's just he's just uh he's just been a winning dog in ukc 21 cast wins in 2021 still as an old season dog 21 cast wins that's crazy you might think that of a four or five year old dog maybe, but uh you know him doing it seven and eight still really speaks a lot for uh what he but yeah and then this year in or in twenty twenty two he had just the five cast wins and I know they're gonna slow down with him, but they just basically did that to get him qualified, just to get for, him the qualified for the class for the class right yeah yeah so and he won the world hunt in twenty eighteen. And then he has uh, now sired 63 pups, and his oldest ones aren't that old. The, his oldest litter is, was born in 2018. That was one litter. Uh, but he already has uh, several titled pups, uh, I think uh, a total of five uh, that are already three grands and two champions, but the three grands, uh, like Ruger, uh, Brian Mudgett's Ruger dog is is kind of a well-known dog. He's off a of chief. Uh, Ham, uh, Hammer and Pink are a couple uh, other dogs that the McQuains have that are Grands off of Chief. And then a couple um, uh, Hunting Beagle champions, Moose on the Loose is one of those, and, and a little female named Fitzwater's little Sadie or just some offspring of him. But he earned his Hall of Fame title on March 7th of 2021, uh, and that made him the second uh, second dog to earn this title behind Flame. So congratulations to Trevor and Corey McQueen with Chief Hall of Fame yeah deserving dog
1: the third hall of famer is another world champion this is world uh, world hunting beagle champion champion grand hunting beagle champion hall of fame d'agostine's sir mongo uh, this is a male born in january of 2015 owned by owen d'agostine and brian mead of cross lanes west virginia
0: yeah, uh, yeah, this Brian dog Brian is a breeder on the bottle. Yeah, Brian Mead is the, the breeder here, but this dog, uh, Sir Mongo, is kind of a name that has been synonymous in the, in our program for a bunch of years. And here again, kind of like Chief and and uh, Flame, you know, have been winning for a bunch of years, not just a, a flash in the pan. You know, he's been doing it for – his first win came in July of 2015. Uh, uh, mentioned the All-Star Series that used to run uh, back in the day. He was a, the junior, overall junior national winner. Uh, as well as the the all age. So he's won a lot there. Um, he's sired by, uh, two, he's off of two national grand champions. His sire is national grand hunting beagle champion Dagestine's big Brutus balls. And the dam is another national grand champion Meade's outback hard pumping Winnie. So he's kind of, he's he's not an accident. You know, he comes from a line of winners (laughs) and, uh, and uh and he he's only number 3 here to earn this title by only by a week behind chief. Chief earned his last win to earn that Hall of Fame title a week before Mongo did. So uh these two have those two have been really some big names in the last in the in the modern era, I guess so to speak. But he uh he won the World Hunt in 2020 over in Caldwell, Ohio. Matt Turner handled him there. And he is now the sire of 54 pups that he's currently got on the ground, 11 of which are titled. And again, the, the oldest ones were born in 2018. And he earned this title in March, on March 20th of 2021. So congratulations to Owen Dagestein and Brian Mead with Sir Mongo. He's UKC Hall of Fame.
1: Your fourth Hall of Famer on the list here, Grand Champion, Grand Hunting Beagle Champion Hall of Fame, Stacy's Mountain Outlaw Frick. Uh, Freck is a male born in July of 2015 owned by Debbie and Jeff Stacy of Thomasville, North Carolina. And again, Mark Overcash, breeder on file. That name sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. And one of the reasons he does, cause he is a litter mate to, uh, to, uh, flame Kristen Bundy's dog. So two, uh, two dogs that are in the hall of fame out of the same litter. And that's pretty, that's pretty neat. So yeah, born in 2015. So he was the fourth dog to earn this title for us. Uh, Stacy's mountain outlaw, wild Man's sire and firewater sassy. Uh, but this dog is owned by Jeff and Debbie Stacy, uh, husband and wife out of uh, Thomasville, North Carolina. Uh, the interesting thing with him between him and flame, not only are they litter Mace, they got their first win at the same event on the same day, <laughs> March, uh, March trial in 2016 at the same event. They got their first win. Freck was a big name in the all-star series. Just like, uh, just like flame was did a lot of winning there. Uh, in, uh, 2022, he had seven cast wins in 20, this last year, and he was in the final four, uh, this last year of the world hunt. So here you have a dog born in uh, 2015. That makes him about what? An eight year old, I guess. Coming eight year old, seven year old. So so seven year old still, he was in the final four of the world hunt this last year. So he can still get it done and just, it just speaks for, uh, uh, the, the type of dog it takes to, to earn this title, you know? Um, he earned his first, uh, or he earned the title on February sixth, of twenty twenty two, and um, he is the. They've only got one litter out of him on the ground so far that is registered, anyways, and that was a uh, litter of eight puppies, and uh, they were just born here in this this last year in twenty twenty two. So no no uh, winners yet, but I would expect he'll probably pass it on as he comes from a family of winners there. So that's congratulations to Debbie and Jeff Stacy with Freck Hall of Fame.
1: And uh, the fifth Hall of Famer, fifth and final Hall of Famer we're going to talk about today, Champion Grand Hunting Beagle Champion Hall of Fame, Shenango White River Bill. Uh, Bill is a male uh, born September of 2015, owned by Steve Moore and Jason Vandergrift of Mannington, West Virginia, and the breeder on record was Vernon Toothman.
0: Yeah, this dog needs no inter- introduction either in our in our programs. White River Bill's been around for a while, 2015, same thing there again and uh Jason Vandergrift has been uh hunting the dog handling the dog here in the last several years again and just uh just put down a lot of wins. You know, we're talking about a dog born in 2015, 2022. This hound had 19 cast wins. Wow. Yeah. He he is a he is a seasoned veteran. that can get out there and get it done and and I can tell you if you go out there He's not a fun dog to draw. <laughs> no, I mean that with all, that's all, that's a compliment. That's a compliment. That's yep. a compliment. You know, he's, uh, he's tough to beat. He's, uh, he's got a lot of foot and, uh, uh he's, he's a, he's a wild man. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he's, he's, he's a hard hunting dog. And I think Jason will tell you, he's oftentimes the last dog that took all back in. Because uh, he's kind of he's kind of been known to be a dog that's kind of hard to catch, and and he's got one thing on his mind, and that's uh, that's just hunting, I guess. But anyway, he's he is sired by his sire needs no introduction either. That's Shenango Tr- Trigger, who is uh, still the number one current uh, reproducer in UKC and is the number two all time. And the dam was White River uh, Double D, like you mentioned. Vernon Toothman was the breeder, but his first win came in June of 2017. And he earned his Hall of Fame title in June in June of 2022. So, uh, uh, and he earned that up in Pennsylvania. At his at that last trial. He is. Uh, they bred him a little bit. Uh, he currently has 24 puppies registered in UKC. Eight of those are titled. Uh, There's some dogs out there very, uh, very recognizable that are that are solid hounds out there right now. Uh, the Raptor dog that Maurice Frazier's hunting's off of him. Uh, the Chad and Alva Smith have about three of them off of, uh, off of White River Bill. Pe- uh, Pedro, here comes Pedro, and Super Susie. Uh, Macy May are three of those that are off of him. Uh, there's a Hurricane Jake Dog that Robert Kusish of West Virginia owns, and Little Bill, uh, Roy Sampson of West Virginia has Little Bill, and then Jake Cumberland has another one uh, a female named Bella. Those are all off of Bill and, and we'll probably hear a lot more from those dogs, but, yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah. So, um, Steve Moore is the first owner on Bill and, uh, he's going with Jason Vandergrift, uh, Bill McFarland and Steve Moore used to be partners back in the day. And, and, uh, this is, uh, one of the dogs that they, uh, they had together and, um, so congratulations to Steve yeah. and Bill, all of fame dog. All of famer. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that's it. That kind of wraps up our five, uh, covering those, uh, the five, uh, Hall of Fame dogs that we currently have. And, um, uh, but yeah, so we're, yeah, we're looking forward to all the major events coming up this spring is always an exciting time of year. It seems like the first half of the season is always the most exciting, you know, at the end of the year, we have some, uh, have a couple of major events, the McVay Memorial and the world championship that kind of close out the year in the fall, as far as majors go. But, uh, Uh, we kind of covered the first three, I think for this spring and, uh, looking forward to it's always a good time when you're, if you're a beagler. Thanks for listening to the UKC hunting ops podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to like, and follow UKC hunting ops on Facebook and Instagram.